the slack line. This is episode 11 here once again with Jay Wow. 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 And the boss. The boss is coming! That's a made up dumb fairy tale name, you And uh, we are here with Jordan Vasquez and Ken Dressen. Uh, we are uh, we're gonna be chatting some end of the world apocalyptic type scenarios. Uh, what our thoughts on our on those inevitabilities and uh, and uh, maybe some some extra planetary life, uh, extra galactic life, um, extra universal life, interstellar interstellar life. Nice. Anywhere um, in the universe. So yeah, inter, inter is not, yeah, it should yeah. be inter, not, in, not, not extra. Inter, yeah. Intergalactic life. And, uh, and yeah, so, uh, Jay Wow, how was your week, bud? Was the mustache good. is coming back nicely. Yeah, it's, uh, it's growing back again. He's Movember's my, uh, done, so the mustache returns. It's my no Movember. <laughs> uh, it's a non-statement. Yeah. And yeah, it's coming back. It's uh, it's growing back. It's it's healthy. Nice. nice. It's a good sign. Nice. We and have I'm in studio. Uh, we have in studio today the producer and star of uh, Mailman, a uh, short film uh, coming out of Vancouver. Uh, Jordan Vasquez, the producer, can dress in the star uh, as the mailman. Um, What's uh, what's the deal with the with the short? Where is it at? Uh, what uh, what's the timeline? So right now we have it in. Uh, it's going to be get a little more coloring done. Just make it look a little prettier. And like um, with crayons, I crayons can and highlighters, everything. You oh know, nice. get the whole yeah the whole range. We got the fifty pack, lots of colors. And uh, we're also getting uh, the score is getting a little bit of tweaks done to it. Nice. And uh, we're looking to start sending it off to festivals in January. Sweet, sweet. Yeah. Sounds sounds like uh, yeah. you got it all figured out, like yeah. a, like a real life movie producer or yeah. something. No, I'm, I'm competent. Yeah. All right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> we're just doing some voice work for the trailer. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We're doing some voice work. Uh, yeah. When is the trailer gonna hit anytime soon? The trailer will be sending the voice work off to uh, the director Nathan George, yeah. and uh, he'll be putting it into the trailer we have cut together. So oh, hopefully it's already cut. Just gotta put the. the we'll make some. On. We'll make some tweaks based on. Uh, kind of Ken's work and uh, yeah expecting nice. that to hit probably beginning of 2018 nice. oh great yeah. and Ken uh, you you do some improv theater and stuff like that right uh, that's kind of where your 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 background is I guess I think they pulled you out of that theater sort of program no you're uh, that's actually um, oh, Devin that Devin Devin McKenzie yeah, was right. uh, yeah we picked him up from that's the right. uh, picked him up we we went to see him perform at the uh, Vancouver Theater Sports League and right. loved him. And he was uh, and Ray nice Lynn enough Carson to join too. us. Yeah. So and Ray Lynn Carson as well was a right. Vancouver Theater Sports. Yeah. Right. yeah. My apologies there, Ken. So no, Ken, that's okay. You did say you had you had a little bit of improv experience when you were. I've had a little bit of improv experience. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. since working with those two, I've yeah. I've gone to the Vancouver Theater Sports League and I've been uh, doing doing classes with them. Oh, really? Nice. Nice. Their master classes. That's and awesome. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I like oh. it. What type of stuff do you do there? Uh, it's all games, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's all based on games, and uh, yeah, even their shows are mm-hmm. are games. I mean, there's a, like a loose storyline, and within it, they play games. Mm-hmm. Is it like a theater sports like competition sort of thing, or is it more just like play with the audience type of deal? What it, it, it it's supposed to f- make actors freer. I mean, right. it's it's all acting exercises. Okay. But yeah, it's it's really entertaining. Mm-hmm. Actually, I, some of my uh, my scene study friends. Uh, 
just did a main stage production at Yuck Yucks. Oh, oh nice. nice. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, That's here awesome. in Vancouver? Yeah. Cool. I love going to stuff like that. I was just talking to somebody, actually. I went uh, I went clubbing uh, on the weekend, and like, it's not really my sort of scene at all, but it was like the plan or whatever. So we go out end up paying $20 for cover to get into this like lame bar where there's like 50 people max or whatever. Everybody's dancing and grinding on each other. <laughs> and I thought, like, man, 20 bucks. I could go watch like a great comedy show, just like Yuck Yucks or whatever, anywhere around town, and like have like an infinitely better time than than standing in a club and watching people sweat all over each other. Like I think, like kind of lower comedy shows like that. I don't want to say lower, but like just amateur, I guess. Not even amateur. That's not the right word. Uh, not mainstay people. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's kind of best bang for your buck entertainment that you can find really anywhere. Mm-hmm. You really don't like sweat people. Uh, oh, I'm a sweaty <laughs> person. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, how, how does that work actually? Can I know that you are um, you have background in, in acting as well, but uh, do you have to have a background in acting to go over there and, and begin to uh, No, to that's stage? the beauty. That's the beauty of theater sports or improv. Every, everybody can do it. Mm-hmm. Everybody's funny. Yeah, I mean that's uh, yeah. Er- everybody can act. It's just not everybody who does it professionally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's m- more difficult. And they get a lot of uh, business types as well. Sometimes that while here, they'll sometimes go to classes because the skills you learn in improv oh, are really? something you can Building, apply. Yeah, it applies to, to all kinds you know? of yeah. all kinds of things. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's it's 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 great. I I really like it. So mm-hmm. I. So is it, is it every week or or uh, and. They have all kinds of stuff. I mean, I, I was taking, they have what they call a core series, and, and you do uh, four different uh, weekend workshops, mm-hmm. and then you can eventually uh, apply to get be in their rookie main stage uh, company, which I, which I may do this spring, audition mm-hmm. for it anyways, and then I guess if you go through that, you can audition for the main stage company. Oh, then nice. You're, yeah, nice. Then, you're, then you're a pro. But yeah, it, uh, on, on a beginning level, anybody can do it. I mean, there, it's just games. Nice. You know? That's nice. And and then there's there's techniques for moving the story along and stuff like that. I mean, ideally, you want to tell a complete story, but mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. just, yeah, they're, they're games to play. And I mean, some of it is just freeing up your imagination games and freeing up physically games mm-hmm. and yeah it's 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 all fun and they have a drop in every weekend for people who just want to go in and try it you don't have to oh, oh really that's so cool how oh, cool like i might try 20, 20 bucks for th- three hours or something oh, nice. on granville island anyway yeah, yeah i'd love to try that too yeah, maybe too. we should go do do it together one day yeah um great. yeah i always felt like that was like a main key of acting was uh just kind of not being afraid to look like a fool, you know, and, and being comfortable with, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not afraid yourself. of looking like a fool, right? <laughs> uh, not exposing yourself physically necessarily, but just exposing, you know, who you are or like some weird idea that you mm-hmm. might have or whatever and just running with it. And yeah, I, I, ca- I draw the line at exposing myself. Yeah. But <laughs> other, than that, other than that, yeah, <laughs> ham it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, have you been doing as much as uh, stage as, as film or? Uh, no, I haven't. I haven't done stage in forever. Actually, okay, at this thing they have, uh, what do they call it? Um, it's it's not it, the, the 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 rookie company does shows, but they call it a I forget what they call it, but but uh, it's like an open mic. 
for improvisers. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I went la- the last one they had. I, I mm-hmm. went and I got up on stage. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. It was it was lots of fun. So that's the first time I've done anything on stage for quite a while. So since I've been in Vancouver, it's all <laughs> TV and mm-hmm. yeah. mostly TV. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. mostly TV. Yeah. Jay Wow. Yeah. Um, something that I wanted to talk to you about was. Oh. There's no tongs for these Timbits, eh? Everyone's just sticking <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought this was a professional setting. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ken. I'm going to have to take uh, Ken I, I, have, uh, I, have, I have surgical gloves. We could use <laughs> surgical gloves. I have tongs. Do you want some tongs? No, and a, a plate? No, I'll be okay. Um, that's the mic test interrupted my thought process, and I don't remember what I was going to ask you, but uh, the mic test is uh, where we go back. We... Th- talk about what we were chatting about last week and and see if we had any thoughts on uh, on our own opinions and stuff and actually i haven't even released the episode from last week so you haven't been able to hear yourself yet but uh, we did it wasn't that long ago we should be able to remember what we chatted about yeah we did chat about um death penalty yeah uh and also uh, mainly that right that, that yeah penalty we talked about death penalty and uh and like cults and cults, you know kind yeah. of and we got into a little like bit that. sort of like cultural appropriation and and uh and stuff like you know should we be uh intervening in like you know ancient cultures that kind of still exist you know jungle tribes and stuff like that that maybe practice things that are against what we would think as as like a moral like cannibalism the cannibalism and stuff like that um or you know if we should just be letting them do their thing and and, and that type of deal. So uh, yeah, it was kind of an interesting chat. I don't. Yeah, we we, we, we had different opinions different around. Yeah. yeah, Lambert had his uh, had had his saying, and it's a different opinion than mine. And um, I I think you you and Emily were more in the in between of. The yeah, I mean, I think what you come away from a conversation about the death penalty is is that like there's definitely no easy answer about it, and yeah. and there's always emotion involved in it. You know, as much as as people want to be objective about it, and and uh, and like my stance on it is, well, I mean, in a civilized society, y- there shouldn't be state ordered execution. Again, that said, sometimes people just make your skin crawl and should yeah. probably be eradicated. Yeah. That's what I said. Like, uh, I'm I'm against it, but <laughs> to be st- institutionalized. But if something happened to like, I don't know, someone in my family, like something nasty, and I I had the chance to take the guy and and a gun, I don't know what I would do. You know. Yeah. There's Even definitely those moments like I think where everyone has wanted to. M- maybe I'm. I shouldn't. I want to murder someone else, but that's also why we we have a government, and that's why we don't leave it up to the decision of one person because we're yeah. a collective, and there shouldn't really be letting one person's whims and emotions be leading to the deaths of other people, right? Especially got, based on how if inefficient the system is, yeah, in the United States. How and often there's and the the amount of times that people are found innocent, either after it's happened or sometimes there was someone recently, I don't remember his name because there's too many of cases like that. But recently there was a man released after I think it was 53 years. He was uh, wrongfully convicted. Uh, He was on death row, kept appealing it luckily. And then on DNA evidence recently got out and to rob someone of 53 years for something like that is, 
Yeah, it's kind of scary. Over the last few years, it's really been kind of exposed how how little or how unreliable stuff that we were really relying on as as pretty hard evidence like DNA and fingerprints and stuff like that have been proven to be like pretty imperfect, pretty imperfect yeah. at best, you know, yeah. uh, like they can tell people's like blood types and stuff like that. And a big issue was the people that uh, the people that testify for these things are just like, you know, Joe Blow from the lab. Yeah. And they come in and they say, you know, in in my expert opinion, this blood matches that blood or this mm -hmm. splatter matches that splatter or whatever. And by saying in their expert opinion, they uh, they absolve themselves of like libel responsibility for saying like this is definitely the case, mm -hmm. right? Which it it just isn't. What? So yeah, we got into stuff like that. It's kind of. I think it's always good to err on the side of humanity in, instead of making jumping to finite decisions like that. Yeah, killing killing is bad, and, and to prove that conclusively. I'm going to kill somebody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you yeah, don't believe me, I Stay away from paradox. those Timbits, Boris. It's yeah. a paradox for sure. Uh, we also got on to, like, that brought us to a bit of vigilante justice and, and kind of, like, where not necessarily that we, uh, like, we kind of condone it as a society sometimes, you know? Like, personally, if you hear of a of a horrific... Like, this doesn't actually happen very much, but, like, you hear of a horrific crime and, like, I don't know, like, the dad, like, kills the person that raped his daughter or something like that. It's like, you know what? That's kind of a one-off. Mm -hmm. I don't think that person's a danger to society. They should definitely be punished for what they did, but, like, you kind of have this sort of, you know, moral gray area where you're like... Yeah, those people kind of deserved it, though, you know? Which I think ties into, I've been thinking about this lately, like uh, the concept of toxic masculinity mm. and, you know, the kind of how much we've been shaped by the patriarchy and by this incredibly imbalanced system. And I still find myself, even though I like to think I'm, you know, pretty forgiving and against the death penalty and stuff like this I, I always question why when i'm in these moments of anger or whatever why is my first instinct like we should we should just end this person and i think back to what i've grown up on and what we've grown up on with media and how did pretty much every one of our cartoons how was the problem solved the ninja turtles you know beat the shit out of shredder and everybody ate pizza and was happy so that's kind of what <laughs> we've been bred to believe yeah and i actually i that's posed the question point. i was like do you think that the popularity of of superheroes in our media now uh <laughs> superheroes in our media now has uh m m would make that m maybe make it more acceptable to us if we saw somebody actually like begin like a, a punisher type tirade where they're like actually like offing gang members and stuff mm -hmm. like that on like in a serial killer headspace uh, like well, I, think, I think you would have a more susceptibility for for people to rally around somebody like that yeah. now, maybe than you would have like even thirty, forty years ago. Yeah. Well, Batman's a very old character, and he's 
basically just a fascist. <laughs> yeah. He's a rich guy, that a billionaire that inherited all his money, yeah. and he goes around doling out justice to people that grew up from a very different background as him. Yeah. People and, and, and explicitly, <laughs> even, in, even in... That's a good point. Even in the Christopher Nolan movies, he explicitly beats the shit out of someone who is mentally ill, the scarecrow. Yeah. The guy is a maniac. Sure, he's also a violent maniac, but that doesn't mean... Let's let this one billionaire beat the crap out of him. <laughs> right. It means let's put him in a place where maybe he can be rehabilitated or at the very best he can be kept away from society. But right. no, he beats the shit out of them and then they break out. And, and a lot of the iconic... It's uh, an interesting point. I've never yeah, but a lot of the iconic versions of those characters and stuff, particularly Batman, go after that. You know, they try to expose that and, and find that kind of the interesting version of it. But what I'm saying is like, okay, so like, yeah... In the 80s, you had, like, you know, a small subset of nerds that were like, yeah, Batman's fucking badass, and, mm-hmm. like, I want to be like Batman. And, yeah. like, everybody kind of wanted to be, like, like knew who Batman was, but, like, now it's, like, it's a totally different animal now. Mm-hmm. Not even just with Batman, but, like, things like Iron Man and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. Like, like, it's conceivable that it could, could grow up with the, uh, it, like, aspirations to become an Iron Man like figure and actually like end up doing it like mm-hmm. you could like feasibly build something like that oh, yeah. right and so we see these types of things happen and it's like I don't know is it it seems like kind of you know science fiction giving us a little bit of a glimpse into the future sometimes well, not with yeah and with that attitude sometimes too right because the media we consume matters it it, yeah. it affects us even if it's very Subtly, you don't realize, you know, I'm over yeah. 30 and I only just now realized, you know, that, hey, maybe, maybe the Ninja Turtles were kind of unhealthy. <laughs> 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 yeah. Or the Power Rangers. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes. Just, oh, yeah. Anyways. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a little bit of a depressing topic from last week, but uh, we're going to get on to something more, more lighthearted this week, which is uh, global apocalypse. Oh, wow. That's so light. Yeah, especially with the the, the the two people in the world, <laughs> <that have> the, <laughs> yeah. the power to the buttons. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, <they're laughs> yeah I would be remiss if I didn't mention at least the Mike Flynn stuff that is related to uh, the Donald Trump thing. Obviously, Mike Flynn is the former head of the uh, uh, of the NSA, who has now been uh, pled guilty to lying to the FBI about. He just admitted, right? Uh, yeah, he pled guilty to lying to the FBI about meetings with Russia involving the Trump campaign. And Trump stopped tweeting. Right, which basically really? means, wow. basically means, like, if I'm reading through a bunch of stuff from, like, lawyers posting about it and stuff, is, like, they have him on a bunch of, like, way harder shit, and they've flipped him to, uh, to incriminate probably the president and vice president in, in uh, ties to Russia and stuff like that. At the very so least, his Weasley-looking son. Not to, I don't want to. But the thing is, is like, kind of lowers the discourse. What I was reading was the only reason they would target somebody like Flynn is to flip in order to get people that are higher bigger than than him him in the ranking, which is only two people, Mm -hmm. and maybe the uh, governor or the uh, attorney general who's Mm -hmm. kind of on the same sort of legislative level. So, yeah, shit's gonna go down, man. (laughs) Shit is gonna go down. Mm -hmm. We've never seen anything like this in our lifetime. Yeah, but but then again, I don't know, man. Although Ken, Ken, you, uh, yeah, you, you were around for Watergate, I believe. Yeah, in a in a manner of speaking. Yeah, I yeah. Suppose, but we we had it with the the senators, all the the Canadian senators uh, being kicked out of Senate one after another. Pamela Wallen. That's and, true. Uh, yep. 
and uh, what was the name of the, the uh, that fellow who uh, went fisticuffs with uh, our boy Trudeau? Oh yeah, I forget his name now though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's uh, sad when I can know more <laughs> American cabinet members well, and was, senators than I can my, my own countries. Like yeah, we can say that, and obviously there's like corruption and shit like that everywhere, but. The, like what's happening in the U.S. Af- is affecting the whole world. Like yeah. we can't pretend like what happens in Canada is going to have any impact on anybody else, really. Well, I don't know if that's true. Cause people are so focused on the United States here. I was just in Gen- Denmark, and uh, they're really socially and politically focused, yeah. and they 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 have a fa- it's a wonder it's an awesome country, mm-hmm. awesome country. But I mean, they're not. They're aware of what's going on in the United States, but they're more preoccupied with what's going on in their own backyard. Yeah. Well, they I think it focused on what they the can influence in what instead they can of do. Yeah. Because yeah. I think what Donald Trump and all of that it's really amounts show. to up here. Yeah, totally. Except for Matt, you're half American. You're fully American, right? Well, I was born there. Born there. So yeah. So you have a little bit more power over the situation. However, you know, but for us, it seems more entertainment. I. People that are not politically active are constantly talking about it, and that's could be a good thing. But, but the I thing don't think is, it necessarily is like is. what happens in the U.S. is a, uh, especially financially, yep. is is going to have uh, reverations around the globe, like because everything is funneled through there. Like particularly this tax plan that's they that they're pushing through now mm-hmm. is like basically a steal from the poor to give oh. to the rich, like yeah. in in a way worse manner than has <laughs> even been done before which is pretty ridiculous mm-hmm. um it's global now that's yeah like that in action that's, yeah. that that's is global. a thing that is yeah when the states do it then conservatives that live in every other place are like oh well that's that's something that we can push yep. like we see it here now yep. we, even like the ridiculousness of like non-factual based arguments is making it way up here yep. Uh, into like I follow Alberta politics. I'm from there, mm-hmm. and it's one of the it's the most conservative area of the country. And yep. and there's there's some like some idiot came out comparing legalization of marijuana to fentanyl the other day, and mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, yeah. He cribbed he cribbed that from uh, uh, Bill Blair, the old uh, police chief of Toronto, yeah. who once compared it to heroin, and now he is he's pro legalization now. Not only pro legalization, he's a one of the investors in one of the basically monopoly marijuana producers in ontario oh yeah yeah which i think like it's just so it's so hilariously backwards you see some of this stuff it is infuriating well to see a man that's who's uh, been carrying out acting on these laws that have ruined lives of wait though like you have to you have to give props to people that have the in my opinion, the guts to change positions. Change positions. For like, sure. I think a big problem in what our political landscape is now is that people aren't given the room to be movable. They're ca- called like flip floppers and stuff like that. It's like, well, yeah, I flipped my position because I saw something new that changed my mind. Like, isn't that mm-hmm. what we're supposed to be doing? Yeah. Just opportunism. I mean, yeah. you become a cop because the pension's good. You don't yep. have to do it for very long. Yep. And it's a. Yep. And then when you can make money off marijuana, you make money off marijuana. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Especially when you've. You know, thanks to your position as a police officer, you have made a lot of great connections in the government the that drugs as well. in Ontario, in Ontario, the government will be controlling the uh, the sales of it. So and, and everything and then oh, the really? to become a actual grower and licensed producer. It's essentially they're cutting out an entire middle class of people. Uh, it's making it cost prohibitive to become to open a marijuana business. And uh, 
yeah, it's 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 a, they're continuing the human rights violation that I felt the law was in the first place, and they're not yeah. really making it any better with their current law. Yeah. And just a bunch of nonsense, you know, being spread around. <laughs> I've seen somebody talk about how, uh, again, like a, a an MP or an MLA in in Alberta talking yep. about how. Uh, kids are going to be like growing pot in their in their house and and all this stuff it's like okay well are you concerned about the booze that's in your cabinet because it's a lot easier to twist the lid off the booze than it is to cultivate and, <laughs> and harvest yeah. multiple large plants in your house without yep. your parents noticing like what are these people like i don't understand i mean ken maybe you can speak to this a little bit more like w- i don't understand the uh the fear around it that comes from uh, that generation of people well, I mean, uh, at, 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 at base, it's, it's got to do with the criminalization of hemp production, right? Right. And so that's, that's uh, the petrochemical industry. Yep. Uh, Textile industry. Yeah, because they, 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 wanted, they wanted the rope-making money. It's yep. as simple as that. So I, we get all of that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting it's how tied into racism when you go back into history and see how these things kind of like started things like prohibition and and just like how we consume energy and stuff like that and you see all these little uh little things that happened that like cha- completely changed the course of how we consume things even like yeah okay so there's a battle for what c- what is best used for rope hemp or twine like i don't fucking know hemp <laughs> or twine nylon and or nylon yeah <laughs> nylon yeah. which is hemp a is twine yeah still okay yeah. So hemp or nylon? Nylon, which is a petroleum product, all of a sudden people are like, oh, well, hemp is good, but all this oil money can be made out of the the nylon, yep. uh, and so let's like you know lobby that hemp can be illegal because it can be used for this other fun thing, and people have been doing it for a long time, but it hasn't really caused a lot of problems or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, we'll just make it illegal, and then like it's the same thing when uh, when energy started like you know oil and solar and all these things were kind of on the same level and then all of a sudden uh special interests start to take over and say like no you should just make pure make it impossible for basically these other types of setups to to grow you know and to have a chance it's like quashing it before it even becomes a thing it's called antitrust yeah yeah it is and it's getting worse and worse uh, as all these like media companies conglomerate and more and more stuff. accepted and more sophisticated in how they yeah. do it. there's rules against antitrust but that doesn't seem to it's be stopping true. more sophisticated is the point right like you have all these like most people don't even realize that like disney owns pretty much like every piece of entertainment mm-hmm. like they're going to buy fox now which owns like this and this and this and there's like there's actually only two companies that provide cable to the u.s yep there's actually only like three media companies in in canada when they keep like you get the kudo ads that say, "Oh, we have just as much, uh, just as much range as the other guys." Yeah. Like you are the fucking other guys, man. Like <laughs> tell us is kudo. It's yeah. just it's what it is. They're yep. just like repackaging it and telling you that it's cheaper and that they're like better somehow. And like it's just it's brilliant actually, but it's uh, it's yeah, soul devious, sucking. Yeah. Soul evil sucking way for sure. And uh, yeah, speaking of people that are doing no good things for our our society. I have this book, JWoww, that Why sits beside my toilet, and it's called Everything is Going to Kill Everybody, <laughs> uh, The Terrifying Real Ways the World Wants You Dead, and it's by a man called Robert Brockway, and there's a lot of scenarios in here of things, well, a few things that have already happened, 
Uh, but uh, but some things that could potentially happen to wipe us off the face of the earth. Oh, nice. The good um, ideas. Yeah. <laughs> There's uh, a near miss. Uh, I don't have the right page, so I'm just going to talk off the cuff. Bookmarks. Yeah. Book yeah. Well, I, this was a very off-the-cuff sort of uh, slack line. Anyways, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the height of the Cold War, there was a, uh, a launch that happened uh, – that the Soviet system detected. They detected a launch over one of their major cities. And w the general in charge of the retaliation, uh, for some reason, just had a gut feeling that it was a false alarm, that there wasn't actually a nuke about to hit Russia. And, and like, disobeyed all orders and everything to not hit the button that, that would have ended up nuking a U.S. city. And it ended up being a false alarm. And so, like... Just this one guy's gut feeling prevented, like, thermonuclear <laughs> global devastation. Like, stuff like that kind of throws me for a loop sometimes when you think about how close we can actually be to to one accident resulting in, like, in a virus breakout or in thermonuclear war. An asteroid miss. Asteroid. Well, that, that type of thing is, like, what the fuck are you going to do about it, you know? Well, there, there are ways to... Yeah. There could be something we're doing. It's not our most immediate threat, and I don't know if we'll be lucky to last as a civilization long enough to even see an asteroid hit us. Um, but NASA has been a big proponent of that. They can possibly. Shoot. It would only take a small uh, interception kind of. You can, If you go out far enough, if you detect it early enough, there's actually a way to deflect it enough yeah. that by the time it makes its way to Earth, it might miss it. But and we're actually due for one, man. I took a oh, yeah. I took an astronomy course in university, and there's like a chart of like asteroid hits throughout all of Earth's history. Yeah. And every about a hundred million years, they get a global devastator, and right. the last one was sixty five million years ago. Yeah. Uh. So, yeah. Plus four. Plus minus forty years. Forty million years. Mm -hmm. You know, something could hit. <laughs> <laughs> Big earthquake in Bali. Big earthquake. Yep. Earthquake. That's, uh, yeah, that's earthquake, a big. Uh, in Vancouver. Yep. Mm -hmm. The ring. Was it the uh, Pacific? What's it called again? The, the San Andreas Fault. I think is our. There's the San Andreas Fault, and then I think there's the there's a Pacific ring Rim. There's a ring I think it's Pacific fire. Rim. Yeah. Well, there's yeah. also Vancouver Island resettling. It's like, <laughs> it's uh, it's tilted like three degrees. I mean, it's a big island. Wow. But it's tilted. It's three degrees off where it should be sitting. So yeah. it resettles oh. apparently every. Wow. Uh, and that'll be a tsunami. Yeah. Oh, uh, what is it to um, uh, the the volcano in the U.S. Oh, in Yellowstone. Yeah, Yellowstone. Yellowstone. Yeah. That thing is like, like its base mm -hmm. is underneath like a third of the United States. Like, if it blows, even the some lava flow could reach into like uh, like mm -hmm. Calgary type area and stuff like that. Like and then there's the problem with insane. Yep. I I get it, but I. I, with all those theories, I guess the one that is more probable it, it will be the the wrong tweet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like uh, we we've been like pretty close, I guess. Yeah. To uh, I think there's a lot of man-made, uh, and I, I think I think it's Trump isn't the only one who might end up getting us killed. Oh, we it's we have crazy guys all around. Yeah, now, the blame that we've got enough blame to go around oh, for yeah. than just Trump. Trump is yeah. sensationalized, and for sure he's a unprecedented monster especially in how he's representative he is. of a lot of uh he is he's bringing Trump like people yep and as he's bringing to light he's shining light on a lot of 
areas. And I think people in Canada are now maybe hopefully waking up a little bit that we like to kind of laugh at our neighbors down there that they're dealing with Trump. But there's a lot of us in Canada that know Trump supporters that are Canadian. And that should be act as a bit of a kind of a litmus test for us to to see that it's possible. We can end up just where they're at. You know, we might have someone waiting in the wings of one of our parties, you know, waiting to kind of do what he's doing. Yeah. Don't we? Well, I, I think we do already. I think we do. I know we have, and a lot of people don't. We've got aware, uh, we have a lot of Alberta, the Alberta conservative, uh, Jason Kenney. He's definitely yep. one. And yep. uh, who is the woman who was uh, vying for the for the conservative, for the conservative leadership? Party? Wasn't she also one of? She was them pretty populist and pretty pretty uh, out there. Yeah, and and it's scary because the ones that the Trumps that we get tend to be a little more competent. And a little more palatable to everyone. There will be there will be the worst apocalypse we could ever have. It's to have one Trump ruling every country in the world. That's that will be the mm-hmm. worst apocalypse. And I think the best, uh, honestly, I think this whole idea of nuclear threat, that would be probably one of the more comfortable ways I think that we can go. I think the more likely scenario is that we're going to see our resources and our our basic needs like housing and clean air and clean water we're going to see them slowly erode and we're going to eventually end up in closer to a george orwell's you know totalitarian society i think it's going to be a long slow oh you think so? uh, instead of uh, that's terrible i think an, i think an asteroid would be pretty honorable i would i would i'll take uh i'll take, I'll take how the, di- if the, the dinosaurs the best view it took out the dinosaurs that's good enough for me <laughs> yeah <laughs> respect right <laughs> but uh we've seen a bunch of those films and uh I know that the idea is a little bit terrifying, but I'm also so attracted to the to to the those films you know that talk about uh, for some reason apocalypse. Uh, there's a one in particular, uh, Children of Man. It's kind of like in, in Alfonso Cuarón, yeah. Yeah, in kind of like apocalyptical uh, situation where people cannot have kids anymore, and they are trying. There, there's one that actually can. Uh, what what are your do you guys like? Even like the, the the apocalypse films, and if you do like, what's the idea that it's more? I think science science fiction is the is the fables uh, yep. of our time. I mean, there it's 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 talking about what is, but in a way that people will get it. Yep. Yeah. You know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's no, true. And, w- w- and George Orwell mentioning George Orwell, he just mm-hmm. I think he could just see the writing on the wall. I mean, it's not yep. like he was predicting the future. He just no, he said he was th- living. This is it. how it is. Yep. What's uh, what's the idea that you think that's going to be um, that's more close to, to to what it could be? They say that by 2040, them, you know, those people, the people, <laughs> yeah, yeah, those yeah. things. The they say yeah, by yeah. 2040, the the oceans will be at a point where all the the major species will be dead, and when the fish are all gone, the people are going to be not far behind i mean yeah. Yeah, the acidification of the ocean yeah it's yeah rising really rapidly okay yeah it's and all these little things happening that we're just kind of blissfully ignoring you know the big things like thermonuclear war and stuff are things that we can like see happening and be like oh make yeah a movie that's about a it's more thing. cinematic a movie about <laughs> it, yeah or even an asteroid tidal waves yep. and stuff like that but yeah, uh, things like oh, the sli- ice caps are slowly mounting with or melting, which will result in like massive damage to basic infrastructure, which will result in massive mm-hmm. deaths of people and you know massive homelessness and that mm-hmm. type of thing. Like people don't really like think about the compounding effects of this type of stuff. No. Um, 
And the ripple effect, how each of these areas affects other areas. So yeah, and an asteroid in hitting mind, and floods. Yep. With that in mind, another near miss um, from not that long ago, and this will please the anti-GMO crowd. Um, there's a normal uh, bacterium in, in plants called K. planticola, and it results in the benign layer of slime on the living root systems. And it exists in every... Uh, species of plant life every species every variety um what bioscientists thought is what if we could use this plant because it's like just waste what if we could use this plant waste as fertilizer and yeah what if we could use it as biofuel and yeah what if we could use it as like alcohol to drink and so they thought it was like this miracle thing and so they started putting it or genetically modifying this uh k planticola so that it produced alcohol uh, alcohol in the slime with levels as high as 17 parts per million. Uh, and anything beyond one or two parts of alcohol per million is lethal to all known plant life. Okay. And so uh, it like it would it wouldn't kill the life that it it's on. But if it leaks out into the soil, it kills other types of plant life. Oh, wow. OK. And so <laughs> uh, for some reason, uh, they deemed it safe to put in in dirt, and, and this was happening. Like they were starting to put it into into seeds and that type of thing. Until uh, a group, uh, where were they out of? A group out of Oregon State University, uh, Dr. Elaine Ingham, a professor, Oregon State University, and possibly the savior of all mankind, as this book puts it, uh, did a sample where there were there was a group completely absent of the K. Planticola a group uh, with normal K. planticola present and a group with the modified K. planticola in it. And uh, within, they planted them all, uh, you know, like just in adjacent fields to each other. And uh, within a week, all of, this, all of the, uh, the samples were dead. And so the implication is that uh, if released from the lab, which I cannot stress enough was very nearly was the modified K planticola would have spread worldwide in a matter of months, killing all planets it, or plants it touched within a week, <laughs> and turning all soil-based plant life into sweet, sweet liquor, like a twisted hillbilly fantasy. The world really, very nearly drowned in moonshine. Wow! Like that's fucking close, man. That's that's <laughs> one. That's one uh, altruistic scientist at a university being like, wait a second, and spending a little bit of time to look into it, and then probably spending the rest of her life fighting for and against very powerful forces uh, for the, like, the, the removal of this type of stuff. You know, like, it, it's crazy to think how, how blind we are to, to something so simple that people will just be like, people that don't understand it, that are making the choices about whether or not this happens can be easily manipulated into thinking that this person is not telling them the truth because they don't understand which one's right by looking at the actual data, you know? Which is a failing of the education system. Yeah. Well, and a failing of a political system, too, and what yep. we look for in people that we want to be, uh, that we want to Representing vote for, us. you know? Yeah. like. Even our own country, which is one of the more socialist countries in the world, uh, you have uh, a bunch of people that just, you know, during an election, 
spout out a bunch of non-factual based stuff to try and get themselves mm-hmm. electable on on all sides of the equation. Yep. And I mean, some of it leans a little bit heavier one way, but like, uh, it just it just polarizes everybody into their stances, you know. Yep. And then, and then you can so easily agree with somebody who can just uh, dismiss what is factual information because, well this YouTube commenter says that this conspiracy theory resulted in this and this and this, you know? Uh, Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of freaky how close we get to that type of stuff. It's terrifying. Yeah. There's been a massive shift in the way people act and think. And uh, it's, I think so too, man. And it, it, oh man, it really, uh, it makes me hopeful, but also like, uh, yeah, just kind of curious how things will go down. Like, I look at something like, well, what's happening with Trump? And so much has happened that he has said and done that in any other political climate in the U.S. would have been deemed, like, impeachable or unelectable. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, it's fine now. Like, even the implication of talking to Russians during your campaign yeah. in the 80s, would, like, no shot. Like, mm-hmm. you might have been killed, yep. you know? And so... Uh, I kind of forgot what my train of thought was. Yeah, because we're living uh, in this post-fact world. This fake news, as people say. Yeah, they're kind of actually, I think, onto something. It's not not to give them any ammo at all and any idea that they're right, but there actually is a lot of fake news out there. We have well, media. there is. They're just pointing to the wrong fake news. Yeah, but even to an extent, I think the uh, the left, which I consider myself firmly a part of, and even a bit more distantly to my right, I find you're the on left. the left side of the sofa, even. Yeah, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the left how, I am. Yeah, that depends well, on your perspective. Yeah, it's true <laughs> for me. He's on the right side. Well, the long way around. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it's interesting uh, talking about the Russia thing and the Trump thing as well. Like it, it is definitely a massive, massive deal. What seems to be lost in the conversation is that the United States is the people. They created the apparatuses, the apparatus. I don't know what the plural of apparatus is. Apparatus. Do we know Greek? Um, Apparati. Apparatus. So the. <laughs> oh, it's but yeah, these these apparatus apparatuses they created. Yeah. Are the ones that are taking them down. It's their social media. It's their it's their this this epidemic of narcissism. It's even the whole way there's their political system is built. Like we talked, I think we talked about it a couple of times, but like. If they had a part a parliamentary system where more than two parties were available to really be a thing to speak, yeah, and they had a third party either to the left of the Democrats or to the right of the Republicans, somebody like Trump would never have been president. He would have been the leader of a party with like maybe twenty percent of the seats or something like mm-hmm. that. You would, uh, because a lot of the people end up caught in the middle between two people they don't want to vote for and end up voting for. Yeah one side or the other with their nose plugged or whatever and not given any choice. Oh, we're not like that in Canada. Well, we are (laughs) for sure. But the thing is, is like if there's a party that you hate so viscerally that you like won't vote for them uh, regardless, like uh, for instance, the NDP in in Alberta for a long time was like a non thing. Like Mm -hmm. nobody even talked about it. And, uh, people started to get sick of the se- of the of the conservatives there because they'd been there for 40 years they racked up a bunch of debt and all this stuff and they just weren't there was a bunch of corruption and bullshit that was happening 
And so the whole thing was like, well, we got to get the conservatives out. Um, and so there were other, like, their votes end up getting split between Alberta Party, NDP, and, and like, progressive conservative parties and stuff like that. And you end up with kind of a more, uh, even though there are people that are more, that are still polarized, like, I'm personally polarized even between things that are between, you know, the left and the left parties, yeah. you know? And so I have the choice between NDP or liberal, mm-hmm. you know, versus they don't have a choice between Democrat and or Bernie Sanders. They if, can't choose that. If they know? had that, the Bernie Sanders would have actually probably been in the running. He probably would have had a similar situation of Trump as being the leader of a socialist party that mm-hmm. has, you know, got like a third of the seats or something like that or yep. 25% of it or something. And he would have won. Yeah, or, yeah, he maybe would have won. He probably. I like to say that under my breath because yeah, fucking it's not Elizabeth very, Warren uh, should have ran. She would have won. Yep. Yeah. Anyways, I digress about that. Maybe we should take a break, and we'll come back after. All right. A few yeah. minutes.
Okay, looks like we created a political system all around <laughs> and a um, an economy that is actually killing us as a species. Like, yeah. You know, I, I, I find it pretty... Uh, I, I don't know why we, we see this, but we don't actually do anything about it. You know, people saying that there's no global warming or all, all the kind of stuff mm -hmm. <laughs> and the world just going to shit and we are just seeing it and not doing anything and um, I keep thinking like what if we could see ourselves from outer space actually yeah. you know maybe as a as an, another species and, and just actually looking at us and like what the hell are they doing Yeah, you know, like that doesn't make any sense, <laughs> and they they, they they call themselves they, they themselves rational people. <laughs> They're fighting over this thing that they made up. Like, if you think about, not yeah. even the dinosaurs were so stupid because they they didn't destroy the, like they, they lasted a few million sorry, years. Sorry, they expired, but they didn't shit in the place that they ate. You know, <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, and that's what we are doing. Well, we are like well, slowly. The thing is, is like we know, notice it. Everybody you talk to, we all talk about it. And everybody notices it. But the people that uh, actually have the power to make choices that affect these things are not making them on behalf of us. They're making them on behalf of the people that are giving them the most money to do it. And so like something, a perfect example is happening right now. The, the tax plan in the U.S. is going through with only 25 to 30 percent of the actual population of the United States approving it. Mm, yeah. Yet, 60% of the senators are mm -hmm. going to let it go through because it's a huge tax break for Wall Street and for basically anybody making over like a hundred thousand dollars a year. And so all of those people are just like pool their fucking power together and be like, yeah, no, put it through because we want our money and we want our money. Well, and in the meantime, we all know that there are problems that need to be fixed and we yell about them and we fight for them and they say that they're part of their platforms and then there's nothing ever happens. Like I don't think enough of us yell and no, fight so and I'm either. very, very guilty of it. I was talking yeah. about with Ken in the car, writing, writing letters matters. Yeah. Signing change.org petitions does not. Yeah. You need to write letters. These people's information, these, their addresses and phone numbers are publicly available. I've only written a letter twice. I think in my adult life, which is pretty, in my opinion, despicable, considering how dis the proportion, how much I've complained versus how much I've actually done stuff, yeah, like is we pretty un imbalanced. Well, these 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 people are paid full time to yeah. to be doing what we don't want them and to do, and and, and yep. we have to work really hard, and then in our spare time, yep, be writing letters to them. Mm -hmm. so yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, I, I understand the difficult. Yeah, yeah, it's. And also the edu the education system. I mean, we're not really educated so much as indoctrinated, yeah. Yep. So that we believe in one thing or another. I mean, just I mean the idea of Canada itself, you yep. know, or or any country. I mean, what does it really mean? You, we can all say it, we're the best, and we yeah. can all yep. say it's the most beautiful place, and we can, all, but it's all we know. It's mm -hmm. Just these arbitrary lines. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's that that's that's very interesting. Yeah. And the just world's a beautiful place. Isn't just, it? just coming <laughs> back. To, yeah. Just coming back from from what you're saying. Like, I was. Um, I was reading like this um, research a while ago about um, a psychiatrist talking about the astronauts. And when they go out, they see the world so differently than when they come back. A lot of them are, are they, they can't totally be in, s in society anymore. It's a humbling. I've taken that trip and never left the farm. <laughs> it's called LSD. Psilocybin <laughs> 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 mushroom. Yeah. 
but no, it, it's true, man. Like like you said, you you take a look at it from a from a higher perspective, and you and you start to wonder like, like what's the point of of fighting about this stuff, you know? And like and even the idea of, well, we've created this political and economic system that that's just the way it is. That it's like we consider it a part of like natural law, and it's not. It's just how we decided a while ago to associate with each other and it's kind of grown into this like out of control mechanism and we act like we can't just like hey maybe we should try something different yeah. we should restart maybe the idea of like money is not really what we should be thinking about but like we're so ingrained with an evolutionary advantage of greed that kind of no matter what you come up with there will always be uh, a fight for it yeah it, and it looks a little bit like a hippie talk but it actually is not, man. Because think about it, how arbitrary it was for, like, all the countries in Africa were divided by yeah. people that were not Africans. Yeah, man. You know, uh, all the Middle East, they created states if that they actually didn't didn't exist. And they want people not to fight over. Yeah. You know, people that were living there for 5,000 years. Mm -hmm. If you more. look at maps of those places, like particularly the Middle East, and look at them by like uh, like religious association, you see all of these like pockets with little outliers and stuff like that, but pockets of where these people live. They are like, you know, it seems like they probably could have just been figuring it out on their own. <laughs> yeah. But, like, the problem is is that this shit happened, right? Like, f 60 years ago or whatever, these lines were drawn, and and it caused these problems. Uh, not that there weren't problems there before the lines, but, like, um, I mean, the prevailing idea is, like, yeah, well, people should, like, you're not going to be able to figure it out for them as an outsider. They're going to have to y figure it out themselves, yeah. right? Um, but... There's so many forces that have been outsiders that nobody really knows what like an outsider is anymore. Okay, so imagine and that. And we can't even it have that. So one second, we can't even have that sort of mindset. I don't think because at the same time, while we don't want to be, uh, you know, pushing cultural values on 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 people and stuff like that, we do have to come to a consensus on on morality and and as we globalize, we have to be one thing. But man, but look at that. Why, why, why do we prevail? It's it's the probably the main thought, like the the, the white people. You know, like the, the, but what I'm trying to say, like, what if another species been looking at us and seeing us like killing each other? And they're like, oh, we have to fix this mess. Mm -hmm. So they just come here and like kill a bunch of us and try to wait. Make though, hold on. They could come here and with a thing that said, like, hey, look, like, we're from this place and we don't we don't regard money in this way. And we share our resources and, and, and you know, we've created this, I don't know, special element that helps this fucking, you know, yeah, uh, everlasting energy. It would still be up to the people on Earth whether or not they wanted to fight over that shit. Or whether or not they want to fight these aliens. Or like, it's not necessarily up to the quote-unquote invader to come in and, and yeah, although historical context will tell us otherwise. Uh, like, I just heard a thing, like, two-thirds of the native population ends up 
being eradicated on average in like any scenario where these where these things come into contact but it's also inevitable right which like, part's inevitable coming into contact with other cultures and other people mm -hmm. and now to the point of globalization that we can connect instantly with anybody anywhere it's 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 not a it's not physically happening because we're not on a boat landing in a different place but it's it's happening in our psyche and, and socially because we're seeing atrocities happen around the world atrocities happen within our own country that we didn't even think were a thing before right yeah but we keep imposing 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 but what this, do you do when things are that, happening that are not this, imposing that like if you look back to the problems of the Middle East, it started with one thing being imposed, and then two, and then three, and then yeah. four, and then like uh, people from outside making decisions that would affect countries that they well, don't have. ISIS exists with. mainly because of interventionism. It's yeah, we yeah, yeah. And, but that's another argument there because I don't think the people that created that even really necessarily thought there was some kind of massive atrocity there. Well, there could be the argument too that something like ISIS would have still existed regardless, but would have not been concerned with attacking a Western world as much as they were with uh, attacking their own. Yeah. Right. Because the, like something like ISIS is yes, born out of like imperialism and stuff, but it's also born out of a cultural, uh, a cultural fight where these people that are believe in these ancient and archaic things see the rest of the world moving on from that stuff, but they want it to keep it around because it's part of how they've grown up. It's part mm -hmm. of their power structure, especially like men who have had subservient women their whole lives and have had access to all that type of stuff. Um, you know, eventually, even if they were allowed to, not allowed, even if... Um, well, allowed, I yeah, would say that. Yeah, even if they were allowed to grow on their own without outside intervention, there would inevitably be... a uh, like a social order swap or an uprising, if you will, of of progressivism and and human rights and people trying to to fight for themselves mm -hmm. because eventually people just get smarter and smarter and realize they're being taken advantage of and yeah that but you need to taken time in different places because of how information gets accessed and stuff like that but I do think it's an inevitability. Like it, it hasn't even happened everywhere yet. No, that's true. But these it's, guys, these it's guys, are just, they're taking advantage of of instability. Yep. To to uh, seize power because a, a lot of the leaders of of these things aren't from the countries they're fighting yep. in. I mean, a lot right. of them are were uh, soldiers, Georgian soldiers, and it's like Blackwater in the United States. Mm -hmm. They're basically mercenaries. Right. They're mm -hmm. they're they're there for the money, right? And they're. I think they've rebranded since then. They're they're, so, they're something a little more friendly. Than yeah. Blackwater? Yeah, I don't... Blackwater white, was a little ominous mi sounding. White, white milk? <laughs> Whole milk? Skim milk? <laughs> skim milk. Skim, skim milk. milk. Skim milk. Yeah. It's Gluten delicious free. and healthy. Gluten-free milk. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, you know, I mean, we talk a lot about politics and stuff like that on here. I, I want to consider the, the alien perspective for a second. Um, like, what do you guys think about... Like Jordan, and Jordan and I are the only non-aliens here. Yeah. <laughs> if I, I, hardly, I hardly believe that. <laughs> <laughs> if, uh, if aliens were coming here and they were observing us, um, well, first of all, do either of you gentlemen believe that they have and do? I don't believe uh, 
I definitely don't believe that the people that have been abducted were abducted, but I think they exist. They absolutely definitely exist. Um, That's not my question. Yeah, my question Sorry. is if have they. I don't think here? they've ever been here yet because of the age of the universe and the size of the universe. There's no way that they could have actually been here in our lifetimes, unless they've somehow found that wormhole technology. You, you qualified it again by saying Sorry. in our lifetimes. I don't think. In, in like yours and my lifetime i don't think there has ever been intelligent life on this planet period period <laughs> that's fair um, yeah. present company except <laughs> yeah a few few of you guys are already. ken uh yeah i i don't really think i need to believe in anything fair enough uh, i mean it's just happening they probably don't really yeah, care well, about what's, us what's well what i mean what's what's apparent is apparent and and anything that isn't apparent doesn't doesn't really require you thinking about it too much. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. well, belief, belief. Yeah, like, yeah. Okay, fair enough. I, 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 greater minds than my own seem to feel that there's the possibility of other life yeah. elsewhere in in the universe. Yeah. Whether whether it's uh, superior intelligence, whether it's capable of traveling like we do in between planets or stars or whatever. I don't know. I'd like to see it if it did. Yeah, if they were to visit, good. What good What do you think? Material uh, for movie making. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's lots of it, right? Yeah. What if they were to visit? I'd warn what, them. What uh, What do you What kind of form do you guys think that they would take, or did take, or have taken? Because we we tend to associate like our films tend to associate <laughs> life, as if, well, life grew here like this, and so even if it was a different planet or whatever kind of might be somewhere along the same like it would be a humanoid species with I, you know, I puppets hope huge puppets huge puppets <laughs> <laughs> that would be a terrifying Jim Hens- world Jim Henson puppets <laughs> <laughs> that'd be if there's a Jim Henson planet out there uh, <laughs> I'm moving uh, uh, like, uh, like 2D cartoonish uh, uh, South Park planet okay. like, well flat world well if, if they do if they do exist I just hope they are like better d- than us because mm-hmm. if it was us traveling to other planets with people that had I don't know a less IQ or whatever I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure we would be doing the same things that we did with the, the native uh, what did that? Uh, people from from this from this world you know but we came from we came from chimps mm-hmm. maybe they would yeah. come from some something else yeah like evolve from that'd be cool they'd be very territorial yeah. but they'd only drink nectar yeah Ah, that's an interesting thought. I never really thought about how if a different species evolved as the as the optimal one, how they would be totally different from us socially. Like dolphins. Primatologists. Primatologists, there were several. Of course, I can't substantiate this mm-hmm. instantly, but other people, greater minds than mine, can check it out. But primatologists said Trump had the uh, the the bearing of a chimpanzee. He did all the, he did the, like his campaign, it was all bluster and, and, and challenges and, and pounding his chest, pounding his chest. Yeah. He behaved like a, like, like a chimpanzee wanting dominance and and of course getting, getting like anxious support from, from other people when he needed it, you know, like that are mm -hmm. kind of afraid and confused by him and like, "Hmm, what is that? What's that thing? Like, why is it screaming at me? Uh, I, I guess, like, I'll follow it because I don't want it to hurt me. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Who's the chimpanzee from uh, from 2001? The one what that grabbed the, the 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 bone. Yeah, yeah. What if uh, what if it was like a 
a penguin type culture that is really built around like monogamy and social structure and like and like uh like like helping each other out basically like i think the penguins Mormons? actually are, r- are running the banking system in canada i think those <laughs> one of the major banks they're all penguins. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a that's why my debit transfer didn't go through fucking penguins that was a good scoop yeah <laughs> ken just broke that story yeah the story brought to you by penguin bank Oh, I think it was uh, Stephen. Accounts. Freezer accounts. Boo. Boo. Yeah, they won't create a lot of flap either. <laughs> I think it was Stephen Hawking that was saying, and I think he was subsequently kind of insulted, uh, laughed at by the scientific community how doom and gloomy he was, but that if aliens ever do make contact, there's we shouldn't, they're probably not here for a good reason. And I think the argument for that is that they're not going to be here for our resources because if they need water, there's an entire moon made of water surrounding Jupiter right now. If they need basically any element on this planet, resource on this planet, the only thing unique to our planet that we know of is us. So if they're coming here, it's either going to be to control us. (laughs) They're going to take our jabs. Yeah, they took our jabs. Um, (laughs) Yeah, they'll either. But yeah, kind of. Yeah. What if they were like intergalactic refugees? Oh yeah, like um, like in uh, District, District 9? Nine. Yeah, they just get caught there, yep. and they're like, "What the fuck?" That would probably be the most least divisive refugee crisis in the world. I feel like the whole world really? would kind of agree on that. In which way? That Take them the fuck out. I yeah yeah. I don't I don't think a lot of people are very friendly to the idea of terrestrial refugees. So I'm not too confident that. A completely alien species, like in, in North America and Canada, we have trouble. Like we're scared of people that are bilingual, practically. Like, <laughs> sure, we've got Quebec tucked away up there, but we don't actually have many bilingual. But that's different than like a curiosity of a different mm-hmm. species. Like it's like, well, yeah, there would be a. I don't know, man. We are in a in, in a time that maybe if they all look like Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt, people would like. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> take them in. <laughs> you know, like they just good-looking hot aliens. Yeah, show hot up. hot aliens. Like <laughs> wow, look at that. I don't know. We are in. The well, I mean, there's a lot of science fiction surrounding that too, where uh, where aliens come in and disguise themselves as hot women to to interbreed with with people. I would. And maybe that would be like one of the only mm-hmm. reasons to come here is to create some sort of weird cross species. I, I, I hope it's Day of the Drif- Triffid style, yeah. where it's just like walking. I think it's lilies. I think yeah, alien. Some alien spore comes down from space and uh, possesses plants, and then the plants start walking and kill everyone. It's called the Day of the Triffids. Oh, it's a that's beautiful. Highly recommended. <laughs> what year is that? Seventies, <sighs> maybe. Okay. Back in yeah. those weird days. Uh, I mean, like, I think it would have to do a lot with. I mean, we think about how people would have to travel in order to to, or people think something would have to travel in order to. To reach us from a different, uh, different habitable planet. I mean, like even the idea of a habitable planet is like we base it on our own thoughts on what habituality is. Mm -hmm. Habitability. Habitability is. Um, But uh, but it could be like a differently, a completely different uh, molecular based type of life form. Oh yeah. Or like uh, a different dimensional life form, like something that we. 
like you mentioned the 2d world or whatever like it could be that but just like the other side of the spectrum of like this dimension that we can't see or perceive and these things can just kind of float in and out of it like we call them ghosts but they're actually like interdimensional beings or something mm-hmm. like i don't fucking know chest sitting hags <laughs> the chest sitting yeah, hags yeah what was that yeah. the the old hag if no that sounds terrible what was her name yeah no you have to explain that yeah. the night hag the, the night, night hag. hag we were talking earlier yeah and, and what's About, the night hag so the night hag is a folklore i want to say from sounds norse it sounds norse it might be it's <laughs> definitely from somewhere in europe um german german welsh i don't know uh, all all alien to me um and it's a uh, yeah folklore about a old hag i guess for lack of a better word uh i guess that's the only word that <laughs> that actually is going to be a whole other podcast Sorry, <laughs> we'll have a, ha- a hag podcast uh we'll talk about various hags um but the night hag <laughs> she flies in the window and then sits on the chest of a person making it difficult to breathe and I guess just looking creepy. And then, yeah, there's some belief that it's actually, well, there's actual good evidence that it's actually a result of sleep paralysis where you can't move when you wake up and you'll sometimes have visions and it feels like your chest is tight. Oh, I had that once. Yeah. Yeah. And it's very common. There's a really... Yeah, man. Because we talked about this with Alexis the other day. It was crazy, man. I, I, um, I, I, I thought about possession, like demon possession. And yeah, I, I, I opened my eyes and I couldn't, hmm. I just couldn't. Yeah. And that was so, so creepy, man. Yeah, man. I never had had that. And it happened here, like, uh, actually like a month and a half ago. And I was like, I couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, I, that's so creepy. It was yeah. really creepy. It's something a Aliens. lot of people attribute <laughs> <Yeah>. abductions to. <laughs> I had something, I talked about it a couple weeks ago, but I'll tell you guys about it. Uh, yeah. I had um, a, uh, when I was about 15, my room, my bed, if you weren't facing the wall, you were facing like the closet. And I had this open closet and I could just see the shadows. And I don't know if you've ever seen uh, White Noise, but it's this movie where these three figures kind of travel through like the static of, of radios and TVs and stuff like that. And they're like these three sort of shadows that float around. No, I and I had seen this movie like a few days before or the night before. And I was sleeping, and I roll over my bed, and I my eyes open, and I look directly into my closet, and I can see the three oh, figures Jesus in my closet. Christ. And I distinctly remember, like, my reaction was so laissez-faire about it. It was just kind of like, huh. And then I flipped over, and I, like, pulled my sheets over my head. And I, f- I swear to God, I felt something physically grab my shoulder and start shaking me back and forth. Jesus Christ. To the point that I started, like, screaming. And my dad, who's in the room next to me, comes, like, busting into my room, like, are you okay? Like, what's going on here? I was just like, oh, I was having, like, a crazy nightmare. But uh, it, like, I couldn't tell reality from, from a dream. Ooh. It literally felt like somebody was, like, I could feel the grip on my shoulder. Oh, man. Hmm. That's creepy. Oh, fuck. It scared me, man. Yeah. Now yeah. I want some mushrooms. Like champignon or shiitake? Shiitake Shiitake is preferably. Oyster mushrooms are really good as well. Nice. Is it oyster? I think. Mm. We should make a podcast just about shiitake. I was thinking we should do a podcast about uh, psychedelics one day. Yeah. I I I tried some LSD not long ago and it was a lot of fun. 
and I told the story about it, but it got erased in our lost episode. So oh, I would like to. It was there. Yeah. Ah. yeah. I'm going to pick up another copy of that book I was telling you about, uh, Hallucinations by Oliver Sacks. Okay. Because that's the one that talks about it's each chapter is on a different type of hallucination. So it has the obligatory acid and mushrooms chapter. But then it goes into the more unknown things like the night hag. So, you know, sleep paralysis and how it's surprisingly really common. A lot of people suffer from sleep paralysis and don't know it. So they go out and they tell stories about aliens and night hags and people Mm -hmm. eventually believe it when it happens to them. Yeah. But really good book. Interesting. There's a there's a documentary on Netflix. I don't know if it's there anymore. It it might have been when I had U.S. Netflix and it was called Neurons to Nirvana. Hmm. And it was all about how uh, how drugs affect the brain, how mm-hmm. different drugs actually affect the brain, and it was super interesting. It got into psychedelics, LSD, mushrooms. It went into weed, alcohol, uh, nicotine, all that type of stuff. It was really really interesting. Mm-hmm. I recommend checking that out. Uh, Neurons to Nirvana. There, there's a guy that made a, a an interesting. I, I read some of his stuff, but he actually had several books uh, written called uh, Carlos Castaneda. I don't know if you guys... Uh, yeah? Have I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> Have you ever read anything? You know I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but uh, it, it might be something good to check it out, actually. For uh, Have you ever read anything about it? My, my, nephew, my nephew is... Uh, what is the word? It starts with the letter A. He's an... Uh, academic. He, academic? No, not academic. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he, he's really into it. He reads all the books and he follows it. He's uh, Nagual. An aficionado? Aficionado, that's nice. That's nice. He he knows a lot of words. (laughs) Let's all list an A word. I know all the good words. Let's all list an A word. (laughs) I have the best words. (laughs) Aardvark. It's two A's. It's three A's. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) so he's he's turned me on to some of that. I I read some of it a long, long time ago. (laughs) uh, Yeah, there's a lot of crazy shit that goes on in our world, man. Uh, A lot of stuff that really can't be explained. And I mean, Alexis and I, again, we talked about different energy levels and stuff like that and she was telling we got into the sleep paralysis stuff Mm -hmm. she was telling me about how her friend used to have uh used to have like kind of crazy like night terrors and stuff like that and how she would always have a nightmare kind of the same night without really realizing it and i thought about i was like I think we're kind of at a point where these old sort of pseudosciences and stuff that we're kind of discovering as we go along are sort of not mixing but like maybe making sense like uh okay so like somebody would have called that sort of like a crazy sort of notion before but i think about it like well you have this roommate who's sleeping 15 feet from you Mm -hmm. and they're having like a terror attack while they're sleeping their like heart rate is elevated they're temperatures up they're sweating maybe they're screaming and you don't even like hear it right but you're still like hearing it and your brain's processing it and your body is feeling these because we know that we give off different radiations and stuff like that, right? So your body is feeling these different uh, different energy levels coming from somebody else. And like I have to think that it's impossible that that doesn't affect you in I, some way. I think so. I, I wouldn't even call it energy levels. I think that's just the body. When we're asleep, the body is still awake. And if your roommate sleeping across from you is tossing and turning and sweating and breathing quickly, 
I think your body probably picks up on it. Well, it is different energy. It's if, radiation. Yeah, for sure. You know, vibration in the air. I just meant more in like the chakra or a yeah, sense. Right, I don't really right. agree with, but like if they but were. That's, the way, that's what I'm saying. Is like, well, if they were across don't the call country, it a chakra then call it. Call it energy. Call it radiation. Mm-hmm. Call it uh, UV or whatever yeah. it is. You know, we we have these. Okay, so something I've been thinking about too, and I want to get an astrophysicist on to talk about it, uh, has been gravity waves. So we've just discovered that every that gravity is a wave that's like flowing through a universe, and everything is basically kind of on this like sheet, yeah. more or less. And as the bigger things move, uh, they have like a bigger pull, obviously, towards them, right? And so when I think about that and I think about old stories of like, ooh, the planets aligning and people feeling weird and all this stuff, I'm like, well, then doesn't that make sense that if if all the planets were in a row and they're all like, the, you know, all of these waves are hitting each other, like we see water crash and hit each other and stuff like that, doesn't it make sense that it would have some effect on on wherever that is, is – uh, the crescent point is happening. Well, yeah, the moon, the moon and the tides, the right. moon and yeah. women's menstrual cycle, the yep. moon and and uh, our our red blood cells mm-hmm. uh, changing. The yeah, yeah, every, like every we, twenty eight days. We're all, every twenty eight days. Yeah. We're yeah. all okay with the idea that, or the fact that the moon physically pulls on the earth and and creates the tides in our oceans but we're not okay with the fact that the moon is physically pulling on the liquid in our bodies and like. And just giving us different feelings and stuff when it's closer, further away from us. That, that to me, only makes scientific sense. Sure. And we need the sun, right? The sun, the yeah. sun gives us vitamin D and the yeah. warmth. Uh, yeah. I, I didn't do well in yeah. science in high school. Uh, it's a, but I, I did subscribe to <laughs> a, uh, a science magazine for a few years. So oh, yeah. if you need it an is, astrophysicist, I could read a few old copies. And it is maybe, something maybe that I want to get somebody on to talk are about. are those planets, and they're affecting us. And they've been affecting us all this wow. time. Responsible for our evolution. Oh, Deep. Okay. But if they ever come to visit us, they would. Boom. Well, they, yeah. Yeah, Boom. they would destroy <laughs> We're toast. They go for a hug. That, that, maybe that's Literally. what happened to the dinosaurs. <laughs> like the. The, uh, the planets the just wanted just a hug. To, yeah. to say hello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they ended up crashing into yeah. the earth. <laughs> oh, and then they. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, we think, miscalculated. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Uh, yeah, that's probably better uh, a better topic for maybe a further podcast. I do want to get somebody in here uh, that has a scientific background to actually like discuss and chat about that because it is it is something that makes me sit here and like think about. It just makes sense to me that. And it's humbling, like Jamal was saying, when astro- astronauts go to space and they look down at the planet, they come back and they see us having our petty squabbles. When I was subscribing to that magazine, it was like every issue was just like, holy shit, like the world can do this. Like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Like, man, one time I was getting on a plane coming to Victoria or coming going from Victoria to, to Calgary and everybody was just filing onto the plane. And the flight attendant, this dude, he gave me out of like 30 people in line ahead of me or whatever. was like, this is for you. And he went and he grabbed this science magazine out of just like the mail cubby or whatever they have in the plane and gave it to me. And it was like science monthly or something. And it was all about like how planets form and stuff. And I found it interesting, but I was just like, why did this guy pick 
me out of this crowd of Do people I look to, like a nerd to give this to. And I uh, <laughs> I kept like flipping through it thinking, oh, maybe there's like some fucking secret like born identity code in here. And I'm like some awesome. <laughs> and, like, it's got to be like, is there a key in here, an ID or something ridiculous like that? Uh, but actually kind of thinking about it, the girl who was next to me was really annoying. Maybe they knew that girl for some reason. She flies a lot and they were just like, you're going to need this. <laughs> but uh, anyways, yeah. To try to weird. suffocate the girl? Yeah. No? no yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get away from me. <laughs> smack, roll it up and smack her with. Uh, anyways, yeah, we'll probably reserve that for, for another slack line. Wow, I know you got a... You got to head out to real work that pays you. Yeah. And uh, and the rest of us, I don't think, have anything else to do, but uh, we're going to... I always think Jordan should get points for mentioning the Triffids in a podcast. <laughs> the tri- You've seen Dave the Triffids? Yeah. It's a good movie. <laughs> All right. Two points to Gryffindor for... Yeah, that's it for the po- uh, the Slackline podcast, episode 11. We want to thank Ken Dressen for stopping thank by. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, and we want to thank uh, Jordan for stopping by, too. Thank you. And yeah, thanks, uh, we will have you guys back uh, either together or individually, or if you don't want to ever come back, that's uh, That's not fine, though. Yeah. I'm coming back to see Boris. Only Boris. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's the Slackline with Jay Wow. 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 The boss. The boss is coming. made up dumb Fairy tale name, you hey, f- mom. That's it. Have a good night, everybody. Bye-bye. Hey, mama, hey. Hey, mama, I've seen you around. Messing with all the poor boys in this town. Hey, mama. Hey, mama, hey. You fuck this whole place just to wear the crown Crown